stood around the throne, and the elders, and the four living creatures, and fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord.
Our sermon text is from Matthew 5, verse 8. Blessed are the pure in the heart, for they shall see God. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. You fill in the name. It could be my name. It could be your name. The person says, I know Mike. And he's no saint. It's a pretty common assertion. And yet here we are at an All Saints Day divine service. We're here to give thanks for the saints. But who are they? Who are they? Just who are the saints for which which we wish to give thanks to God? The dictionary defines an expert as someone with a high level of knowledge or skill in a particular field. However, you probably know the joke that an expert is someone who lives over 50 miles away. All right. For the saints, I've come to think that a saint has to be a bit more than 50 miles away. They have to be a good, well, maybe 50 years away, maybe further. The reason is that the more we know of someone, the more we see their faults and their blemishes. In Numbers 12, verse 3, it says, Now the man Moses was very humble, more than all men who were on the face of the earth. Furthermore, in today's reading, Deuteronomy 34 in our family daily prayers, verses 10 through 12 give Moses a a very impressive eulogy. Here's what it says. But since then there has not arisen in Israel a prophet like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face in all the signs and wonders which the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt, before Pharaoh, before all his servants, and in all his land, and by all that mighty power, and all the great terror which Moses performed in the sight of Israel. Wow. Humble, and yet all this that he did. But despite the high praise which the word of God gives Moses, Miriam and Aaron said, I know Moses, and he is no In Numbers 12, they complained because Moses had married an Ethiopian woman. And so after they accused Moses, God ended up afflicting Miriam with leprosy in order to get her to change her mind. However, in Numbers 20, When the Israelites were at Kadesh in the wilderness, Moses did lose his cool, striking the rock twice and said to the congregations, Hear now, you rebels! Must we bring water for you out of this rock? And rather than speak to the rock, as God had commanded him, Moses did not trust in the Lord. God told him, and I quote, Because you did not believe me to hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel, 
Therefore you shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. Yes, God said, I know Moses, and he's no saint. Well, if Moses doesn't make the list, then I'm not going to try to make a saint out of Abraham or Sarah, David or Elijah. I mean, if we're speaking about personal holiness, don't even try. Ecclesiastes 7, verse 20 assures us, saying, There is not a righteous man on earth who does what is right and never sins. But the saints that we give thanks for are all alike. You see, they may have lived 50 years ago, or they may have lived 50 miles away, doesn't really matter. They may have had the duties of the greatest of the Old Testament prophets, or they may have been a servant girl who changes the diapers of someone else's baby. Their sin may be striking a rock or killing Bathsheba's husband. But you better get used to the term saint, because the Lord is going to use it for you and he's going to use it for the person sitting next to you. Our God is striving to make you and your neighbor into a saint. And if the word of God says that you are, and they are, a part of the communion of saints, then you dare not deny it by saying, Oh, I know so-and-so, and they're no saint. In fact, you better not deny your own sainthood either. Ephesians 5, 25 to 27, it was exhorting husbands to love their wives. But then it goes on to say this, I quote, Christ also loved the church, gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. You see, our God is not looking for saints. He's making saints. Our God is taking sinners and he's cleansing them from their sins with the water of holy baptism and the word of God. Our Savior, Jesus Christ, is the only God-man who never sinned, not even once. That saintly God-man went to the cross to pay the atonement price for our sins. Jesus told John the Baptist when he was going to baptize him and went to the waters of baptism, he said we need to do this to fulfill all righteousness. When we are baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, we are baptized into Jesus, who is our righteousness. We are united with the perfect one in his death and his burial and his resurrection. And the result is that of that baptismal unity is that we become a glorious saint, not having spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. We are declared to be holy and 
that means that you and I are saints, holy ones. St. Paul learned this truth. And when he begins his letter to the Ephesians, he says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by, will of, by the will of God, to the saints who are an Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus. Now, St. Paul knew these men and women. He personally knew them, and he calls them saints. They were not from 50 miles away, so he, well, hadn't had time to get to know them or something. He called them saints because they were believers in Jesus Christ. Through faith in Jesus, they had washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Today's reading from the epistle was from Revelation 7, 1 through 12. Well, right after that, the Bible goes on with verses 13 through 17, and I read, Then one of the elders answered, saying to me, Who are these arrayed in white robes, and where did they come from? And I said to him, Sir, you know. So he said to me, These are the ones who came out of the great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God, and they serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will dwell with them. They shall neither hunger any more nor thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them nor any heat. For the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of waters. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Tonight, we give thanks for all the believers, the saints, those who have especially gone before us for the enjoyment of that blessed life, who are already before the throne. Now, we do not doubt that God could do just exactly what he promised them. They have been led to the fountain of living waters, and God has wiped every tear away from their eye. But we or our saints are not there yet. And so we have come tonight as well to ask the Lord to grant us help and assistance. Though we are declared to be saints, we know that our sinful nature is still fighting hard against us. The sinner we are by nature fights against the saint which God has created in us. Through the word, we are graciously being knit together with a communion of saints. We are being taught to deny our sinful desires through confession. We are being taught to believe that we are saints through the words of holy absolution and the promise of forgiveness. We are not the first ones. We are not the first ones to walk this way. There have been those before us. And so we pray, grant us so to follow your blessed saints, that we might follow them in all virtuous and godly living, that we may come to those unspeakable joys which you have prepared for those who unfeignedly love you. So like Moses, sometimes we only get to see the promised land from this side of the river. The word describes it to us, tells us about it. Behold, a great multitude which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne, before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands, 
crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. So we hear of it. But we're on this side, this side of death. Like Moses, we must die on this side before we get to experience the joys of heaven. Sometimes we are like Miriam, who must learn to see the saint in Moses, that is, in our fellow believer. Your fellow believer is a baptized saint. He also, like you, is daily struggling with his sin. Even if it is a man in the pastoral office, it doesn't make him any less sinful or any more saintly. Even if you don't like his Ethiopian wife, God has called him and called him a saint. Sometimes it is our failure. Our failure to lead a virtuous and godly life of which God has called us. And that gets us down. And it makes us doubt. But rather than trust the word, what do we do? We strike out at the rock this way and that. I tell you, God has saved other saints. And he is working to save you as well. In holy baptism, God's ministers have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. So confessing your sin, hold to Christ's forgiveness. For you are God's saint. You are clothed with white robes, washed in the blood of the Lamb. All who believe and are baptized shall be saved. The book of Revelation assures us it pictures the saints with palm branches in their hands. That means they are victorious. It's a sign of of having the trophy of being victorious with Christ. You too will be victorious. Hold on to him. My prayer for you is the same as St. Paul's was for the Ephesians. 3, verse 17 and 19. It says this, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Until we join those saints around the throne, until we are filled with all the glory of God. Colossians 1, verse 12 says, Let us be giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the life. Yes, we are part of them and we have an inheritance. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall God. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds and faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. The Operatory is Create in Me, page 
on the back of the bulletin, the remembrance of the faithful departed. I heard a voice from heaven saying, write this. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works follow Let us remember with thanksgiving those who have gone before us with the sign of faith. For they were created by God to offer him praise and thanksgiving forever. And he gave them new life through his Son in holy baptism, and nourished them in the company of his people at his holy table, and in his mercy has summoned them to his nearer presence, so that they may continue in joyful service to him forever. Amen. Grace Davis, Faye Pavlov, Ernest Hennig, Ethel Bohr, John Saylor, Sally Ward, Ray Sears, Dean Bird, Pat Leiferman, Paula Grunert, Theresa Davis, Betty Corbett, Fred Davis, Frank Bohr, Lowell Hicks, Fred Person, Lawanda Melzer, Gary Crowell, Elsie DeCourus, Josephine Hamilton, Lydia Brown, Edith Radford, Nancy Smith, Frida Bunting, Elda Saylor, Mabel Huggins, Helen Mitchell, Beulah Henderson, Johnny Hennig, Janine Hicks, Ruby Smith, Dewey Crabtree, Thomas Huggins, Aline Keener, Gary Roth, Amanda Todd, Emily Frank, Orville Keener, Virginia Leiferman, Wilbert Schlimpert, John Rohde, Terry Lively, Olive Turner, Johnny Warren, Dorothy Bertles, Rita Cobb, Michael Tompkins, Barbara Crabtree, Helen Jean Warren, Dawn Jansen, Dorothy Lively, Thomas Keller, Ella Guderslaw, Rosemary Sears, Keith Zimmerman, Clayton Westerman, Osha Miller, Garland Tompkins, David Tall, January 8th in the year of our Lord, 2022, Walter L. Brischke, January 31st in the year of our Lord, 2022, and Bradford Turner, February 13th in the year of our Lord, 2022. In joyful expectation of the resurrection to life, we remember before you, O Lord, all our departed kin and friends who have gone before us in faith. We offer thanksgiving for the gift of faith and hold fast to the certainty of your promises. Oliver and Elsie Kremel, 
Gilbert and Eleonora Languish, Richard and Martha Clater, Julie Jones, George and Marion Clevenger, Sadie Henson, Lenora Rohde, William Bradford and Oliver and Olive Marie Turner, Frank and Jeanette Delaney, Willard Cheatham, Roy Martin Guderslaw, Henry Felkin, Robert Miller, Clover Pinkerton, James and Lizetta Lockhead, James A. and Bernice Clevenger, Betsy Stotts, Vince Byrne, Larry Jansma, Edward H. and Mary Ellen Kinder, Leela Kinder Barr, Francis and Joseph H. Barr, Jr., Mabel and Harold Brischke, Jim and Janet Turner, Frank B. Kramer, Phyllis Skinner, Rachel Zimmerman, Priscilla Cruiser, Marion Byrne, Charlie Taft, Barbara Sumner, and Rosalie Jean Heilman. Let us pray. Lord, remember your church throughout the world. Make, it member, make its members grow in love for you and for one another. As you have received our brothers and sisters who have gone to their rest in hope of the resurrection to eternal life, bring us at the last with them into the light of your presence, that in union with all your saints we may give you glory forever. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we, your unworthy servants, give you most humble and hearty thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all mankind. We praise you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all, for your inestimable love in the redemption of the world by, your Lord, by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. We implore you to give us that due sense of all your mercies, that our hearts may ever be deeply thankful, and that we may show forth your praise with both our lips and our lives. Let us walk before you in holiness and righteousness all the days of our life, and enjoy the testimony of a good conscience and the hope of your favor. Be sustained and comforted in every time of trouble, and finally, be received into your everlasting kingdom. Through your infinite mercy in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. It 
it is truly good right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you. Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, who in the multitude of your saints did surround us with so great a cloud of witnesses that we rejoicing in their fellowship may run with patience the race that is set before us. Now together with them may receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. Therefore with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, sending your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us do in his own testament. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, 
This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Thanks to Almighty God that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. We implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Magnificat in the front part of the hymnal, page 228. Amen. Yeah. 